Hey folks, if you've been tuning in over the last couple of months, you've heard all about the Game Time app and how it can save you some serious cash on last-minute tickets to sports, concerts, all types of shows. This is very, very simple. That's my favorite thing about it. I love the panoramic seat view. I like the fact that the ticket prices drop just before kickoff, before puck drop, whatever it is you're going to see even a concert in there as well. And it's just an easy two-tap checkout and you're done. Well, now Game Time is hooking you up for the holidays with $10 credit. Here's what to do. Download the Game Time app in the Google Play or App Store. Click on the My Ticket section of the app. Create an account. Then under the Billing section, redeem code The Athletic. One word. Again, that's The Athletic for ten dollars off your first purchase. That's free money, people. Credit is only available to the first one thousand people who redeem the code and it expires at the end of the year. That's December thirty first, twenty nineteen. So make moves quick and score last minute tickets. everybody that game on Merry Christmas time. Uh, one show this week one show next week for you guys out there it is the throwback Jake Seeley Brad Ziegler Chris Feeney with you guys as always and if you're in there in the free verse listen out there on the iTunes and the Stitchers and all that type of stuff still have the special for you guys before the end of the year if you want to sign up for the new year coming up and everything basketball hockey Football offseason, baseball is going to be right around the corner. All that good stuff. Go to theathletic.com slash the throwback, name of the show. You get 40% off. Nice Christmas gift for you. And actually, to be honest, don't do that right now. If you're going to sign up, you can get that same discount in a free, what is it, shirt, something? I don't know. Go look for the links. We're going to be tweeting them out. You get free Christmas gifts and stuff like that. Like, it's because we love you guys. Yeah, it's like a t-shirt. I don't know, a t-shirt or something. I'll find out what it is. Free gifts. And look for the free gifts. Yeah, there is a gift. Good, yeah, good way to say it, Chris. There is a gift involved. So anyway, just sign it's up. It's the best just kind of it. shopping, though, isn't it, Jake? Like, even if you already have a subscription and you want to get somebody a gift, and you're you're scrambling, you don't want to keep the shirt. Yeah, keep the shirt, <laughs> or you don't want to go to the mall. Like, who wants to go to the mall today? Are you kidding me? So you just sit on your couch and order a gift. So yeah, exactly. So you can get gifts started. Oh, look, started at twenty dollars. So there you go. No lines. Hey, Chris, part of the attack. No lines, no malls. <laughs> there you go. That's right up my alley. I don't like lines. Or I no. actually thought about that. I have a jacket I need to return, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wait until, like, the week after Christmas week. So, like, not next week because everybody's going to be returning crap that week, too. Right. I'm going to wait till the week after after that. Yeah, it's <laughs> so, a good call. Yeah. Well, you know what's not a good call? A lot of things that happen in week 16 and <laughs> week 15 and 14. It's a minefield these past three weeks. So congratulations to everybody who won a championship. If you didn't, look, this, this is fantasy. Be happy you made it this far. Hopefully you have a second place prize or some type of fun of just making it this far. If you're playing in week 17, that's what we're here for. You're stupid. Don't do it again. But we're still going to help you anyway the best we can because let's just jump off the top, guys. Looks like the two teams, fortunately for those people playing in Week 17, there's only two right now. The NFC is wide open thanks to what happened with Chris's Eagles and the Cowboys because now both of them still have something to play for. And there is zero seeding 
decided in the end of the season. Like, even if the Packers win tonight, there's still everything up in the air. If they lose tonight, everything's still up in the air. Anybody, I think there's, what, four teams that could finish as number one, and if you don't finish as number one, you could actually end up in a wild card game on the road, that being like the Vikings or the Seahawks, or you could be hosting a game. There's nothing. And then if you want the AFC side of things, the good news is it's down to three teams, but unfortunately, there's still also, well, not unfortunately for them, but fortunately for you guys, they all have stuff to play for. The only two teams that don't, the Texans and the Bills. The Bills are already talking about all these people that are resting. Texans, same thing. Will Fuller's already been announced as, well, not announced, likely not to play in Week 17. He's basically out. So if you are looking at those teams, we're, here's, a, here's a strategy question for you, Chris. Let me put it this way. Since we know these teams are resting players, do you look at somebody like the Texans and start, like, you know, if they sit Carlos Hyde because he's been banged up? Do you roll out Duke Johnson because he should be, like, the backup and get a lot of work? Or let's say Duke Johnson's out, too, and whoever their friggin' third running back is that I can't think of off the top of my head, do you roll out somebody like that or do you roll out somebody in a timeshare? Which is basically, essentially, would you roll out the backup knowing he's going to get the work on a subpar team, basically a preseason squad, or do you roll up somebody in a timeshare? Oh, man, yeah, what a mess. Um, I, I think you, you probably roll out somebody in a timeshare. I don't know. I, I tend to stay away from the games where they're meaningless. Like, I just don't know if – yeah, it does make sense to rest maybe Carlos Hyde and have Duke Johnson in there with, with a couple carries, but I – I mean, he should probably be rested too, right? I mean, look at the look at the right. big pictures. So. Okay, well then here I'll give you one, like T.J. Yeldon for the Bills. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Like I wouldn't play T.J. Yeldon. For the Bills. <laughs> so you want to play T.J. Yeldon? But I mean, if I if T. I do hear, I T. guess if we hear some news coming close, T.J. Oh, T.J. Yeldon or anybody in the Lions backfield. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I maybe T.J. Yeldon. I mean, this is where things get. This is yeah. It, Things get crazy here. If you are a week seventeen player, Jake said this so many times. I mean, you just need to you need to change your settings and, and change the way you you play your fantasy football. Maybe carry on. I mean, he had ten carries last week. You, you assume that he's going to get at least another ten carries week seventeen against Green Bay, where the Packers may be fighting for something. So it could be a competitive game. Oh, they are. Yeah. No matter yeah, what happens. So it could be a competitive game. I'm. You know, again, I, I tend to stay away from games where they're just meaningless. If I hear so, if I hear news, you know, coming later in the week that Singletary and Frank Gore will be inactive, then sure, maybe I'll play some TJ Yeldon. Like that's that's definitely a possibility. Uh, we can go to Seattle. We know that Chris Carson is is not going to play, and Rashad Penny's not going to play. Are you moving furniture, Brad? What's going on over here? <laughs> um, I think I think there are there is furniture being moved upstairs um, today. The house cleaners are are here today because they. Um, they normally do Tuesdays, and tomorrow's Christmas Eve, and so they're not working. So I apologize. You're setting up shop. You got a big Chiefs playoff game here. You're setting up. The, yeah. The settings. Get a home game. Yeah. Couldn't, I mean, couldn't get the Bills to come through though, and give them a first round bye. But that's all right. Yeah. Travis Homer. <laughs> like these. Are the I don't guys know. That, like I, I mean, I, like, I, I saw something this morning that there, there's a chance that they might bring back Marshawn Lynch at this point just because he knows the offense. That would be amazing. Who the, who, who the hell cares? Yeah. Home against San Francisco. You, you look, dude. As if you play in weeks, I was gonna say, yeah. If you play in week 17, and on top of it, you actually roll out Marshawn Lynch if he signs with them in the final week. Like, I, I hope you lose. Yeah, that, I don't. <laughs> you deserve to. I would like to see them sign him and bring him back. But yeah, I, I agree with you, Jake. Like, you're not, you're not rolling out Marshawn. They're talking Lynch. to him and C.J. Anderson. Well, C.J. Anderson makes a little bit more sense because he's played football this season, right? 
Yeah, so. and he played last year, and he won championships last They're year. They're actually going to have to do something. For for Chris Carson to already be ruled out, he was ruled out immediately after that game. So. See, I don't like these reports. They're like, for the rest of the season. Well, there's only one week left. Yeah, that, that doesn't tell. Does that, well, that, does that mean and the playoffs, playoffs too? Yeah, playoffs like, too. Yeah, he's, he's got a fractured sure? hip or something, and so they said he's done. Him and, and then uh, Procise broke his arm, so he's out for the playoffs too. Well, see, I know Procise, but... You know, the other ones, too, like, uh, what was it? Oh, Mark Ingram's done for the season. Well, yeah, that's done for the season. That doesn't mean you can't return for the playoffs. They have right. a bye on top of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Carson's so, out. I'm just saying that, yeah, Carson, like, there's just the cloudiness of it. But so, Brad, is that, the, you know, again, in week 17, if you're playing in them of any of these leagues, are you making that kind of decision? Like, are you just going to play the guys that you know have been out there in timeshares all year long, or would you roll out for the upside of, hey, you know what, this backup – might get 20 touches and, like I said, treat it like a preseason game. I, if I have a, you know, have at least reports where say like Gus Edwards, you know, is, is going to be the starting running back for the Ravens, I'm rolling Gus Edwards out there over anybody in a timeshare because number one, they, they don't have enough offensive linemen to just bench all their starters. So they're going to roll out most of their starting offensive line. It may be RG3, but that's, you know what, when he's played this year, he's flashed a little bit. I still trust that offense. I'm rolling out, you know, I would even roll out Justice Hill over a lot of guys that are in a, have been in a timeshare well, all year. Well, I was going to say, it's probably Justice Hill and not Gus Edwards, because yeah, if Ingram's he, hurt, I doubt they roll out Edwards too. Yeah, it, it's, who knows, it's, but whoever it is, and, and even if it's both of them, even if they're, they're going to do a timeshare with those two guys, give me the guys that are in the better offense, even, even if Lamar Jackson's not playing, I still think it's a better offense than most of them in week 17. Yeah, oh, here's I would the biggest agree with thing. Just don't play week 17. Yes, yeah, so this is <laughs> no, because let's be honest. But like what I just said, we're speculating here. You know, maybe we do get word on Friday before the games come around. But you know, saying why would you play Gus Edwards if Mark Ingram's already hurt? So now you're down to Justice Hill, and it's kind of like, well, is it Justice Hill? Does he get the? Full? This is why you don't play it because you have to deal with this nonsense, the things that you shouldn't have to deal with. And nobody at the beginning of the season was predicting that the two teams, first of all, nobody was predicting that the Ravens were going to walk away and have home field advantage before you even got to week 17, no matter how good you thought they might be. And second of all, nobody was thinking the only other team that has nothing to play for was Buffalo and probably Houston. Like, seriously, those are the three teams? That's not what we were looking for here, and nothing going on on the NFC side. So, in any case, uh, talk some of the things that did happen and do matter, and kind of the injuries are the big factor here. We talked Ingram. Talk about the Seahawks' backfield. Now with – this is basically going to say if you're playing Week 17, Chris and Brad, do you risk said player if they're out there? Obviously, we have an entire week, but we're not going to be here on Christmas. This is the only show. So looking forward, DJ Moore, Chris, if he does practice on Friday because it's not just DJ Moore, but we saw Will Greer came in and pretty much did what the downside was. Is He kind of fell on his face. It wasn't – Awful, awful watching him play. Like, it wasn't worse than Kyle Allen, but it certainly wasn't better. So, DJ Moore, do you roll him out there if he's healthy? Um, yeah, I mean, it does depend on your options, but, you know, last week was, or yesterday was... Just give me a yes or no. I say no. I say no. <laughs> I say no, I wouldn't play him. Yeah. He is and facing it, the Saints and Lattimore. Yeah, I say no. Yeah, I, I, mean, I roll him out there. I mean, what, really what better bad. options are you going to have? Like, I, if, if DJ Moore clears Greg the concussion protocol... <clears throat> <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> that's fair. But if, if, you know, I, I, I roll him out there. If he's playing, like, there's, there's just not a whole lot of, 
of other guys that I can just be like, oh yeah, he's I'm gonna pick up this guy who's got seven catches on the year because he's gonna be a week seventeen stud. No, give me the guy that at least you know they might force targets to if he's playing. Hmm. Chris, you're still with Greg Ward? <laughs> I thought I was supposed to say yes or no. Um, yeah, Greg Ward. I mean, I play Greg Ward. I mean, this guy's playing. He's got three games in a row now where he's basically been Carson Wentz's number one option, and the Eagles are playing for something. Carolina's not. So I'm not risking DJ Moore. Like, if he comes back, he suffers another hit, then he's out again with a concussion. Greer sucked. That guy looked brutal. So, no, I'm not putting anybody from Carolina besides CMC in my lineup. And I'm not saying he looked good, but in fairness, he two of his three interceptions, his receivers just let someone take it away from him, and that was just brutal on on the receivers' part. They just got out wrestled for the ball, and it wasn't you know I, I didn't he I, like I said he didn't look great, but he also his line should not have been as bad as it was. His receivers did not help him one bit. Yeah, he extended a couple plays. Okay. He looked all right, but well, yeah. the, we'll play Greg Ward or uh, Greg Ward or Darius Slayton, Chris, because he got hurt. Missed a lot of the game, but he faces in this matchup, faces the Eagles, but Slayton had nothing in this game. Yes, he missed a good chunk of it, but still nothing overall. And it was all Sterling Shepard and all Golden Tate and all Caden Smith. Yeah, so, Darius Slayton or Greg Ward? Uh, Greg Ward. There you go. <laughs> Whatever. This guy's playing right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, Slayton did light up the Eagles last week, and Darby and Mills left at times in that game yesterday, too. But I need to see practice reports. Like, if I see practice reports all week with Slayton, then maybe actually I will lean him because he has Oh, I consistent. would actually still go Greg Ward. There's not even, I, I would still yeah. – Brad? I would go Greg – I don't care if Slayton's practicing <clears throat> Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I would still go Greg Ward at this point just because it's – you know, Daniel Jones went ballistic in that game, obviously, and it is a great matchup on top of it. But – it's just the fact of it. Is it going to be Tate? Is it going to be Shepard? Is it going to look Lattimore? I don't know. He was in for Slayton, but seven targets, a touchdown. and fit. So, Brad, Greg Ward or Darius Slayton? Um, I'd probably, man, I'd probably take Ward, but I don't mind playing Slayton. I, I, I have no problem putting both of them in my lineup this week. I think the answer may be Greg Ward for everybody. Put him on your championship oh, trophy. Greg, yeah, Greg Ward, Greg, WR1. Greg, week 17, week 17 <laughs> Greg Ward championship trophy. Goodness. He's gonna be the you're, he's gonna be your Darius Slayton or not Darius Slayton Deshaun Hamilton yeah from last that was my from last year Look, somebody actually tweeted me and said Deshaun only shows up in championships <laughs> he made a decent game yesterday <laughs> so, yeah I mean yeah. listen Greg Ward has a role in the slot he's he's getting away from top coverage not that the Giants have you know top corners to deal with but even or still even. yeah uh, even still he he does have a role in the slot and he's been getting some red zone looks too so. I think Greg Ward is your answer between all these all these scrubs. Steve Sims or Greg Ward? <laughs> <laughs> Greg Ward. Yeah, Steve Sims. I was for all intents and purposes the I, the last two games, Steven Sims has been treated as the number two for the for the Redskins, and two straight games he's been productive. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, I know it's worth saying. Man, it's just so risky. <laughs> I want to see a lineup with Steven Sims and Greg Ward. This would be amazing. Greg Ward, Steven Sims. Well. Let's get to some players that yeah, might matter even a little bit more. You might have to throw Patrick Laird in that lineup, too, because let's talk about injuries for running back. Is Miles Gaskin looked good. He outplayed, as we talked about heading into this week. It's like, hey, 50-50 split last week. Gaskin did more. And Gaskin was looking good. But now Gaskin's hurt and likely out for Week 17. And I say likely out for Week 17 because that means it's Patrick Laird and basically nobody at this point. It's kind of similar to the Seahawks. So Patrick Laird... 
Are we talking RB2 now because there's no way he doesn't touch the ball 20 times, Brad? Uh, you, you almost have to. Like he, I mean, the, the I mean, volume's gonna your be Patriots. there. Yeah, and they, I mean, you can, you can do, you, you know, this would be amazing. You know the Dolphins want nothing more than to beat the Patriots. <clears throat> and I don't know, I don't know that they're good enough to do it, even like on their best day. At the same time, if Fitzpatrick plays like he did yesterday, anything is possible. And yeah, give me Patrick Laird. Like, why not? Oh my goodness. Give me uh, Miles Gaskin. Like he, no, yeah, but out. he might be out. Oh, he's hurt. Okay, okay, okay. Then yeah, yes. Patrick Laird. That's what yeah. that was the entire point. Pat, yeah, Miles Gaskin's done. Yeah, I don't. Okay, I didn't see his injury. I, I get it, but I don't know honestly if I would do it because, man, I'm so glad I didn't do it this past week. I was back and forth between him and Deion Lewis, it's like ah, oh, the matchup, would... and just like he's been in opportunities before where he actually has had double digit carries, and he's just looked brutal. I get it, maybe, but I think Jake, you brought up a good, good point with Justice Hill. I think I'd rather just roll with Justice Hill. No, no, so I would Justice Hill if we knew Gus Edwards was sitting. See, again, this is the stuff you guys have to deal with. If it's a split backfield, I would actually just roll out Laird. Like, I would roll out Laird over the Buccaneers guys, the Lions guys. Is I Frank mean, Gore going to sit? Is Gore going to sit? Uh, why would you even care either way? I mean, if, Singlet- <laughs> if Singletary sits, I'd just take the I still wouldn't care. 15, I still 20 carries like from it. Gore. Have you – have you watched Frank Gore? Are you sure that they're not going to pull the Chiefs and give him a, a maintenance day or whatever it is? I don't know. I think I – yeah. I mean, I may play him over Laird. I think I'm done with Laird. I don't I don't want anything to do with him. I don't think I'm he's back all that on good. Laird. Well, so let's continue with another backfield, and this would be relevant whether or not we were talking week 17. So James Conner got hurt again, and James Conner left the game. But here's the problem. The Steelers play the Ravens. Hey, but here's now why it's an issue is because the Ravens have nothing to play for. And the Ravens might be sitting half their defense. So Jalen Samuel or Betty Snelling going to get into your week 17 lineup, Chris? Oh my goodness. Uh, I think Jalen, I think Jalen Samuels. Actually, Snell's going to get the touch. He's going to get the carries, guaranteed looks, but I think there's a higher ceiling with Jalen Samuels just catching a few passes. Um, The Steelers could be in the playoffs. Yeah, they could. Yeah, I mean, they need to win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that, so here's the interesting thing. So, Brad, you have two teams, Tennessee and Steelers, both on the road, both have to win to be in. Actually, the Titans win and they're in. That's the simplest version of the entire AFC. If they lose at Houston, who kind of has nothing to play for, but it's basically the three or four seeding, uh, that's the same thing as the Ravens, who are going to be sitting a lot of people. So I'm bringing in Tennessee to this equation because – Deion Lewis, if Derrick Henry sits again, it could be Deion Lewis, Benny Snell, Jalen Samuels as your trio of choice. Uh, Deion Lewis, Benny Snell, Jalen Samuels. Deion Lewis for sure if, if, if Henry sits. The, you know, Titans have a lot to play for and, and he got what, 15, 16 touches yesterday? Like, yeah, give me Deion Lewis. Yeah, he had a pretty good game. Mediocre touches. Yeah, he did. Uh, He had 68 yards on 15 carries. That's not terrible. He didn't score. Yeah. And he, yeah, it's just mediocre. That's what I he basically had yeah. nine times the amount of points as Patrick Laird, but I guess if Laird is the only guy there in Miami, <laughs> then again, <laughs> why do you, God, why do you hate Patrick Laird? Because so everybody much? likes him so much. I think oh, that's no, no, why. No, no. It's like, I know, but but we moved on, and you just took this pop shot at Patrick Laird because <laughs> we're just still talking about the same like group of running backs. So I just included them. You know, I'm just speculating uh, here, but I feel like like with with um, Tennessee yesterday, they couldn't have. 
get eliminated. No matter what happened, they couldn't get eliminated. A win, they couldn't clinch. A loss, they couldn't get eliminated. So I just feel like they were really – I know Derrick Henry hasn't been healthy, but they were saving – Derrick Henry's going to play this weekend. Book it. You think so? Yeah. I think they were just saving him. For and we're firing game. her up as a top ten running back, if so. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. top top five. This is just a mess and a half. All right, so <laughs> another one that we have to deal with here. Now, this is a quarterback situation that maybe you weren't planning on having. Is You're going to have to go quarterback searching for streaming a quarterback in Week 17 because, yes, no Lamar. Hey, maybe you just go right to Robert. Let me throw that out there. Rob, let's let's play this game. Robert Griffin III is, we, we assume, just going to start. We, uh, we're all assuming that Lamar Jackson doesn't even play, and if he does, it might be like a drive or two. So for all intents and purposes, Robert Griffin, Baltimore Ravens, starter, Week 17, home against the Steelers, great defense, has something to play for. But there's no Kyler Murray because Kyler Murray sounds like he's possibly done for the year with that leg hamstring, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah he'll, he's got to sit. Yeah, it's a hammy. There's, so no, there's if, nothing to play for. So is Robert Griffin the third? If you're like a Kyler Murray person searching for that, or you are a Lamar Jackson owner searching for that, is like, or so are you doing Robert Griffin oh, QB one question mark, Brad? Uh, I don't think it's any question. I, I RG three really? top five Jeez. QB this week. What yeah, the heck? because they, if he's got the rings, that I think offense, you're crazy. Like he, he's playing. <laughs> uh, maybe so, but he's there. The thing about him is he's they not going to have Hollywood the, Brown. Yeah, like he's, what is what is no happening Willie here? Sneed, no, no running back. They're literally going to hand it off almost that, every single play. But he can run the ball just as often as Lamar does. He could get seventeen to twenty carries. So it's it's very possible that that I'm not saying he's going to put up a hundred yards, but it's possible he gets seventy or eighty yards on the ground pretty easily. And at that point, then that's a pretty safe floor. And then all he's got to do is flip the ball to Mark Andrews a couple times. And I don't know. I, I just think – Not playing. I, I think not he's – Andrews won't play? I, I doubt Andrews. Okay, well, really. okay. He, he's Well, he's still got Boyle or Hurst or somebody. Like, there's there's other tight ends <laughs> there that, are, that you can do it. Throw it yeah, they got, so. they got lots of tight ends, yeah. Yeah, so they – I. I yeah, I think he's I think he's a legitimate potential top five quarterback this week. He's playing for a possible starting gig next year. Like maybe someone sees him and is like, Hey, yeah, we need to bring this guy in. Would you and you you would play him over Ryan Fitzpatrick, Daniel Jones? Not not Ryan Fitzpatrick. Daniel Jones I'd probably play him over Daniel story? Jones. Yeah, I'd probably play him over Daniel Jones. Chris. I don't see that happening again, what he just did. Uh, Chris. You ready? Yeah. I would play Daniel Jones over Ryan <laughs> Yes. Uh, I would play Jones over him, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'd play Andy Dalton in his final game, probably as a Bengal at home against the, the Browns, who are absolutely checked out. I would play all three of those guys over RG3. Um, and, I mean, obviously you're still playing. Like, Tannehill has something to play for. I'd play him over RG3. Yeah. <laughs> would you play Beowulf over him? Uh, who they got on the schedule? Envy? Colts um, at home? Yeah. Potentially playing for his yeah, job I, next I year. I see where wow, Brad's going with RG3, but I honestly feel like the game plan will just be like, let's hand it off. I mean, maybe a couple throws, but I feel like he'll just hand it off a bunch. No way. They want to knock Pittsburgh I, out of the playoffs. They are not going to just basically go through the motions. Uh, it depends. You also, you put championship on the line. You don't want to play. Yeah, they don't care yes, about Pittsburgh. They is, want okay. Pittsburgh in the playoffs. Are you kidding me? Those guys suck. They do suck. Hey, by the way, if everybody wants out there, I did tweet it out. I, I wrote it all down to follow the entire way, but the Raiders can still oh, I know. make the playoffs. With That's who they want in the playoffs. <laughs> so, well, no, so the best part is is that the Bears actually losing took away 
the simplicity of it. So here's what happens. If all three teams, that being Tennessee, Pittsburgh, and Oakland, are 8-8, eight and eight, it goes to strength the victory. And if Indianapolis wins, they actually need Indianapolis to win. By strength of victory, Oakland gets in. If the Bears would have won, they wouldn't have needed Indianapolis to win for strength of victory if you put all that together. So basically, Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, and the Raiders all need to win, all need to win on the road, and then the Raiders can get in. So there you go. It, it's they a, needed it's five a, things amazing. to happen yesterday, and they all happened. So it's, yeah. it's, it's theoretically Well, they possible, missed one, the Bears. Well, I, fair, but the, the Bears. I think they went into it knowing the Chiefs were going to beat the Bears. Everybody else did, right? So, but they. So let's let's talk about that game real quick. I, I do want to talk about your Chiefs because it started off and it looked like Spencer Ware was going to touch the ball seven thousand times, and then about what the third drive, Brad, they switched and it was the Damian Williams show for the rest of the game. Hey, there was a there was a couple Spencer Wares in there, but it essentially turned back into the Damian Williams show. So. If LaShawn McCoy is on his, you know, maintenance week again next week, or even if he's out there, are we now fully back into Damian Williams as an RB2 at least at home with, you know, still seeding to play for against the Chargers? Absolutely. I, I mean, it, it's RB2 with the RB1 ceiling for sure because he he's active in the passing game, and that's what, that's what you want. I mean, if he's going to get between 15 and 20 carries and be active in the passing game, then, then yeah, he's a touchdown away from being an RB1. And yeah, I there's no way you sit him next week. And and I don't. They might. Did they say maintenance game last night? Like to me, that was just McCoy yeah. getting yeah, being the odd man out. But it's another load man. No, they, they, game, they, they can. Yeah, there's load, no there there you go. That was. <laughs> there's no way they, they said load management. He said he was fine on the sidelines and healthy, and it was just another load management day, like it was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and may, maybe so. Maybe they're concerned about the you know just. You know, they watch what happened to the Seahawks or whatever, and they're like, gosh, we got to make sure we got somebody healthy going into the playoffs. And so we'll, we'll just kind of flip flop these guys. I don't know. Darwin Thompson is not the answer. So, and, and Spencer Ware is very limited on, on what he can do. He can't catch the ball. Um, but he's, he's, he's just a short yardage guy now. He's not going to be, you know, any, any kind yeah, of, he's on that CJ Anderson so, diet. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah exactly and he left right. with a shoulder him and, injury. Yesterday. Him and Eddie Lacey are all hanging out together. So, but it, it's, it's Damian Williams. Uh, yeah. He's, I mean, I think he's a high-end RB2 in rankings. And All right, we got it. RB1 you like Damian Williams. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Spencer Ware left the game yesterday, too, so it's even better news for, for Damian Williams. So Would you Damian play LaShawn Williams. McCoy if he's active? No. Hell no. Only if Williams is act- inactive, too. Yeah, you can't. No, I would play Karrion Johnson over LaShawn McCoy. I would play yeah. – if hell, I would play Patrick Laird over LaShawn McCoy. I'm not, there's no way I'm touching LaShawn McCoy, unless, like you say, Chris, unless Davey Williams was inactive as well. Yeah. yeah. Her- Rex Burkhead against the Dolphins sure. at home. Sure. <laughs> Although they may want to well, keep no, no. Rex Burkhead because no, 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 he not, looks Not versus Damian Williams. Yeah, I was going to say not versus Damian Williams. I was, I was bringing up Rex Burkhead Overall. as in versus the Patrick Laird or the Justice Hills. or the like. Are we at the point where Rex Burkhead, for the fifth-round hype from the 2018 drafts, <laughs> are we now back into the Rex Burkhead conversation of is he is it even startable over the entire Buccaneers backfield and the Lions like that's I'm I'm legitimately throwing this out there for you Chris they have something to play for Rex Burkhead in your lineup 
Yeah, I think so. I think I would take Burkhead. I like him. He he runs nice. Um, they've been using him in the passing game. He's got a couple touchdowns now, back to back games. He sometimes gets the the red zone looks. So <laughs> what's well, running nice? He doesn't like lower shoulder. Uh, like, no, oh, he, you can tackle me. Well, he you know they get him the ball in space, and he just I mean he just looks. I know. Explosive. Just you're just yeah, you're just being one of those guys today. I get it. Um, yeah, Rex Burkhead. It's week seventeen over Patrick Laird. Rex Burkhead. <laughs> Let's go, Brad. Um. I don't. I don't think so. I. I don't like the way that he. He basically Runs? disappeared after he fumbled, and uh, I think they he didn't disappear. He came back, scored a touchdown. I know he was. I know he was used, but it wasn't like all of a sudden. Prior to that, you thought he was going to get quite a bit of use, and that it made me nervous after that. Whenever he just wasn't on the field as much, I know. I know he scored, um, but in reality, Sony Michelle got twenty-one carries. They're playing for something this week. Like there's, I just don't see enough touches for Burkhead to. Um, you know, unless unless they happen to blow out the Dolphins, um, which you know I don't think Fitzpatrick will let happen, but it's possible. <laughs> yeah, you do. Not, well, I mean, he might not try to let it happen, but he might turn like one of those days into the three interceptions. The fact that he's facing the Patriots that that's always a potential problem. Oh, sure. Last one here before we get to some of the news things for in general. Uh, to go back to the Raiders, Jacobs. You kind of have to think like what we were thinking before is, you know, you're going to not risk this guy, but they needed a bunch of things to happen and win and get, you know, potentially the playoffs to survive. And they didn't play Jacobs. You would think if he can't make it out there this past week that he can't make it out there next week, even again, because they're in another scenario where they have to win and have all these things happen to help them get in there. So if he's out again, DeAndre Washington did get the Jacobs treatment. He touched the ball. He was like 65% of the time. There was some Jalen Richard sprinkling in there, but it was the DeAndre Washington backfield, Chris. Is DeAndre Washington a better play than basically all these ifs we're talking about? Oh, yeah, 100%. Not even in close. In Denver? Yeah, I mean, 23. Yeah, 23 carries. I want a guy who's going to touch the ball 20 times, and you're going to get that with him. You just said it. I mean, he's get the Josh Jacobs treatment. He's... I mean, he didn't. He only had two catches yesterday. I think he had six a couple weeks ago. So that's eight catches in, in the two games that Jacobs has been inactive, and he's had 37 carries in those two games, two touchdowns. So yes, no question. Brad, yeah, I, I would agree with that. I I think you got to play him just because of the volume, and it may not be as efficient. Um, not that he was overly efficient to begin with, but it won't. It, you know, it's it just if he gets anywhere close to 20 carries, you got to have him in your lineup week 17. Yeah, that's this is. Crazy stuff. So, speaking of crazy stuff, I want to throw something out there for you guys. We're going to do a lot of off-season talk for everybody out there, way too early rankings. We've already done a mock draft, which we're going to talk about. But one of the ones I want to bring up is this is kind of a forward-looking one, and there's some stuff we're going to get back to here in a second, well, relevant for Week 17. But Kenyon Drake, amazing again. Like, again, Kenyon Drake... They can't get rid of David Johnson. He's got, like, billions of dollars to dead money, but I, I exaggerate just a little bit. But next season, is Kenyon Drake the leader in this backfield, Chris? Yeah, this is a great question. This is something I brought up to you guys last week, and it's – I think he may be. I mean, what does it say about David Johnson? Kenyon Drake has been awesome lately. Chase Edmonds was a starter for a couple weeks and was awesome as well. I'm, I'm sure David Johnson, there's lots of excuses. Like, he's been hurt. He's been – dinged up for most of the year but there was there was points early in the season where he seemed healthy he wasn't on the injury report and he wasn't efficient on the ground at all like he was catching balls out of the backfield that was nice but he just didn't look great on the ground so yeah i i do i think that arizona will find a way to philip Lindsay, david james white next year type of thing 
Oh man, gross. Uh, I don't know. Like I know there's a lot of money 16 there. Million. Like, he has more mean, dead I'd... cap than he does for his cap hit. That's rough. That's tough. I mean, you just look at some of the games that he had, 17 for 14, 11 for 37, 11 for 40. He's never really – two good games on the ground so far this season. And, yeah, I, I think yeah. that the, Drake is the answer. No he's question. A, I mean, this guy, the last two weeks in the fantasy playoffs, over 300 yards and six touchdowns. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> that, there's no way – there's no way they let this guy go. And I, I mentioned this in the, in, when we did the, the, the round table for Funston's mock draft. I, I thought he was the steal of the draft because he was taken in the eighth round and I think he's, he's back in Arizona next year. And if he's back in Arizona next year, there's, I mean, he's got RB1 potential in this offense and the offense is going to get better. Murray's going to get a little bit better. They'll hopefully go out and, and get their offensive line a little better and, and maybe grab another receiver or two. Yeah, like I, I want every bit of Drake going into next year that I can that I can find because I think he's going to be a really good value wherever he's picked. Hmm. This is in ten games so far this year, Jake with at least three catches. I mean, that's that's encouraging too. He's not just a, like a one trick pony type guy. That's it's nuts. All right, let's go back to Carryon Johnson and talk about this. And he did have essentially the majority of work, whatever that might <laughs> account for in the Lions' backfield. But the first game back, it was the Broncos. You didn't want to touch him. You didn't know what the workload was going to be. But seeing him out there as much as he was, again, it's actually quite a bit for a Patricia backfield. They do have the Packers in Week 17. Carryon Johnson, was that enough for you to say, you know what, he's Carryon Johnson from what he was before he got hurt, and that's a mid-low RB2 with the upside that if he potentially goes off, he could sneak into the RB1 conversation. But he's in your lineup for Week 17, Chris. Yeah, I, I think he did enough. Like I said earlier, you know, you get the 10 carries, he had a catch. So, I mean, if you just were debating between a lot of, you know, scrub backs and question marks, like who who's going to be this guy in the lead role? How many touches is he going to get? Carrion's going to get 10. He just got 10. So he's going to get at least 10. Maybe he's a little bit more healthier. Maybe he gets 12 to 13 with a couple catches. So, yeah, he's in that RB2 range, maybe even a little bit higher depending on who sits this week. Agree, Brad? Yeah, and this to me was all about his, his game stamina because – that they initially, when he initially got hurt, they, there were reports coming out that it was a two to three week injury and then all of a sudden he was on IR. And, and so I think he's been healthy for a month and it's just about building up his game stamina uh, again. And if that's the case, you know, I could see him going upwards of 15, 15 to 18 carries next week. Um, and, and yeah, I, Green Bay, you can run all over. They're at home, so you don't have to worry about weather in Green Bay in December. So, so yeah, so yeah, give me, give me carry on for sure. Okay. Um, continuing with this conversation of, like things we need to look at. We talked about the running back situation with the Chiefs. Well, let's talk about the wide receiver situation with the Jaguars because DJ Chark returned super disappointing, had seven targets, missed it. I counted at least three touchdowns that I saw that got either swatted away or just off his hands. And I think that was part of the problem is if you're watching that game, Chris, you come out of it and say, he just doesn't have that cut on that ankle. Like, he wasn't separating. That's why these balls were swept away. There's like the defender was on his back and not on his back. is like, oh, it should have been pass interference. He couldn't get separation. So, assuming, you know, the Jaguars roll him out there, you know, they might just rest him because it's like, hey, why risk the guy? But there's the flip side of that you could argue and say, well, they're going to put it out there because he could hit, like, milestones and stuff like that. But DJ Chark, whether or not he's out there, say how you feel about Chark as a whole and then second if he's no out there is it Chris Connolly who looked good again uh, granted it was only two catches but he did score he was the only one of relevance DJ DD Westbrook's essentially disappeared 
Yeah, he has disappeared. Five yards yesterday, 14 the week before, 25 the week before that. He has disappeared. He's only got four catches on eight targets in his last two games. So he he's a hard guy to, to play, honestly. Like Greg Ward, obviously, over D.T. Westbrook. Um, I think I would roll out Chark, knowing that, to your point, Jake, you know, he just missed him on a couple throws. Gardner Minshew had the targets. I, I wondered if he would play, but you're probably right. Some milestones. This guy wants to get paid. Um, he's had a pretty solid season. He's just 20, quick math, 26 yards away from a thousand yards. So I'm sure that's a milestone that he probably wants to get and they probably want to get him. So yeah, I would play him and I think I'd play Conley too. I don't hate the matchup against the Colts. Before that, they had allowed over 100 points in three straight games and they just ran into Will Greer. So I, I still think it's a, it's a decent matchup for Conley and Chark maybe to, to do something for you guys. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I, Chark definitely didn't look 100% yesterday. Um, I got to see a little bit of that game because I was playing him in a fantasy, in a fantasy final and was hoping that he would outdo what Brashard Perryman did because that's who I sat for him, but it didn't, didn't work out. Um, but he, he just didn't look right and I'm just hoping an extra week of time. I think he's definitely going to play and, and like Chris said, I like the matchup too. Um, so hopefully he'll, he'll be a little better than, than two for 18. Okay. Um, let's talk about some other players. Some, By the way, yeah. Marshawn Lynch on a flight to Seattle as we speak to discuss no, to discuss uh, playing. My goodness. Yeah. Yep. So, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Don't care. Yeah, whatever. RB1. <clears throat> yeah, start him. Hope you lose. Not you. I mean, everybody <laughs> out there. <laughs> it, it's it's something to think about, not just this week, but for the for the playoffs, right? Because Seattle's kind of limping into the playoffs. It's To me, it feels like they're going to – start on the road probably in Philly or Dallas. I mean, with no run game and a team that really wants to run the football. What happened to them yesterday, Jake? Is it Was it just that Chris Carson left and that's it? Because they went up against a team that had given up more yards than anybody, more passing yards than anybody, and this offense looked completely lost without Chris Carson. No, that's, they, they didn't even take any shots down the field with DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett. Your answer is like, they look completely lost. Weird. I don't know what the hell they were doing. And I tweeted it out. I said, are, were they looking ahead to the 49ers? But, like, because, you know, were they thinking, hey, this game doesn't matter that much because if we beat the 49ers. Yeah, it basically meant nothing. Well, so the, the thing is, though, is – no, it did. It's still, they could still beat the 49ers and still not end up with a bye because of the Packers situation. So that's the problem is you still have, uh, the Packers and the Saints could both get the buys and they could still get the home field, but still only have the three seed. So it did matter. It mattered for that. If they win that game and then they win next week, they, I think they would have had the number one seed no matter what happens on with the Saints. Either way, they could get, if Packers win out and Saints win next week, they could beat the 49ers and they won't have, they'll be the three seed. So that's the problem. So it, again, whatever it might be, something was wrong. Something was off. Whether I don't know if that's if you're putting that much weight into Chris Carson in your running game, Brad, or actually Chris, since you asked the question, that that comes down to Pete Carroll, in my opinion. Like you can't be that side. You can't be that screwed up by your running back going down. That all of a sudden your entire teams looks like ass. I mean, we're talking talk, talk, Tyler I Lockett agree. and DK Metcalf were nothing. They had. Nothing. What, did either one of them end up with a catch? Yeah, at the very end, Lockett had one. I mean, he burned me in one of my leagues. He he wasn't even – at the end of the day, I looked at the targets. I watched that game closely, and I was wondering where Lockett was. And then I and I saw – I think he had maybe seven or eight targets, eight targets, but just the one catch. Yeah, at one catch at the very end, which was which was nothing. He got him invo- They got him involved with, in an end around that got called back too. But there's really no excuse. Like I said, Arizona has just been lit up all year long through the air. And 
they just they couldn't attack them. I don't know. Maybe they were looking ahead. I, that's the only question that I have is that they were just so thrown off about not having a run game because we know that what this team does. Well, the, I mean, they let me they want to run question. the football. Let's stick with that here. You know, week 17, facing the 49ers at home. 49ers are healthy again. Richard Sherman came back super fast. Uh, do you start Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf? I mean, they need to win to potentially get the number three or even a potentially a seeding, depending on what happens with the Packers and the Saints. So it's a huge game for them. But after what we just saw, if Marshawn Lynch it might be the starting right whoever the starting running back is, question mark, how do you feel about Tyrell Lockett and DK Metcalf in Week 17? I mean, these are proven talents with a proven quarterback versus a bunch of dudes. Hey, we'll play your game, Chris. Greg Ward or a CL Seahawk wide receiver. Oh, my goodness. Um... I think I would play Lockett still knowing that the game, like, there's so much on the line that they'll actually try to feed him the ball. But, I mean, DK Metcalf, for him to get one target and zero catches in the last week, only two catches, I think he would take a seat. I don't know if I would play play Metcalf. I think I'd take that risk on just, like, the, the boomer bust with Tyler Lockett. But, man, not good. And I'm telling you, Seattle just... They just they're limping in at the wrong time, and they didn't look good against San Fran earlier in the year. I know they they had that win, but Russell Wilson didn't look good in that game. Yeah, I I I'm nervous about this, but I also know that there have been times where I, I've seen the Seahawks limp into the playoffs before, and then they end up making a deep run somehow. And um, to me, this was it, the biggest issue here was was wasn't so much Carroll as much as Brian Schottenheimer because it looked like he had. No, no direction with the offense once these running backs went down and they just happened to go down really close to each other in, in the game. And it was like, okay, you're left with Travis Homer. And at that point, it looked like they were doing everything they could to keep Travis Homer from getting hurt. It was like, we're, they weren't even going to use him that much. They used him a little bit in the passing game, but, but how do you not, how can you not throw against the Cardinals? Like that right. just, that blows my mind. Like I, I, I know Peterson can play well at times, um, even though he's getting a little older, but he, how how does Lockett have one catch and DK Metcalf have, have have zero? You need to do a wide receiver screen, a slant, some kind of crossing pattern just to get the ball in these guys' hands because they're dynamic enough that you never know what'll happen. And I don't know, just really bad game plan. I mean, it is. I, I think Jake hit it on the head. I, I think there's a really good chance that they were just looking past these guys. Yeah, I, yeah. Sixteen passing attempts for Wilson. That's so call me crazy. No completions. Completions. Yeah. If Nelson Aguilar is out again. I think Greg Ward's got the best floor out of any of them. Metcalf, yeah. Lockett. Just because he's, and he's yeah. facing the Giants. Yeah. And he's the number one. He's going to get the volume. And even with Zach Ertz, as we've seen, Zach Ertz did lead that game. Came back, thankfully, at the end. Uh, two more things before we get out of here. The Cowboys, on the other side of it, they have something to play for. And they're playing at the same time. A lot of 4 o'clock games. I actually love this balance that there's like 8 1 p.m. games and 7 4 o'clock games. I love that we have that much to watch. But... The Eagles, because of that, because they won and because the Cowboys lost, now both of them have something to play for because they're playing for the divisions. The Eagles win, it's over. The uh, Eagles lose and the Cowboys win. The Cowboys can still get the division at 8-8. Eight and eight. So I say all that because Dak Prescott, Mari Cooper, both let you down big time. And Amari Cooper's been dealing with injuries. Dak's got his injury going on. Can you trust either one of them, Brad? I have to say that I feel like all the Seahawks guys we talk about you trust more than Dak and Cooper at this point, right? Yeah, you have to. And I, I mean, I haven't liked what I've seen out of Amari Cooper at all since, since he came back from injury. Um, he, even though I know he had a couple games where he had some decent volume, 
it, he just doesn't look like the same guy. And I'm not a big Amari Cooper guy to begin with. And right now, I don't want to, I wouldn't touch him with a 10 foot pole. It's, <laughs> he's just, I, I want nothing yeah, to do with it. 39 and a half foot pole. Come on. It's Christmas time. At least get it, you know, get the reference right. <laughs> All right. Best of us. Fair enough. What about Cobb? Would you play Cobb or Gallup? Like, I play Gallup. You know, I, yeah, you know I loved Gallup last week. I played both of them. Last week. It's just yesterday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Such a long time. I know. Ago. Already moved on. Yeah, it's weird. That was a, that was another weird game plan. I know Dak was 100%, but they hadn't done anything really offensively until late in the game when they started throwing the ball and realizing, like, hey, you could actually throw in the Eagles secondary. <laughs> it's strange. Uh, I, and they weren't even really playing prevent at that time because it was just a one-score game. So, yeah, Dak is... I'd try to find another option if you're a Dak owner. You probably uh, got burned and maybe you squeaked by. Dak is I'd, – I'd play those other guys we talked about. Jones. Would you play Jones or Dak, Jake? Which? Daniel Jones? Yeah. Whew. <laughs> you got to play Daniel Jones. Uh, if, uh, not, not, if, not if Dak's practicing this week. Yeah, I guess. The, there are two. There are two things for me in this one. Why I would go Dak. Number one, they're at home, and right. he has massive home road splits. Number two, it's against Washington, which Washington, Daniel Washington's Jones awful. has just played. <laughs> so Daniel Jones just shredded Washington. Yeah. So yeah, give me Dak, and I like I said, I want Gallup and Cobb in my lineup. I don't want Cooper. I just don't. I don't. It's not about who he's against or whatever. I I, I just don't think he's healthy right now, and I don't think he's going to be that involved. Um, Zeke was the one that was interesting yesterday. He got seven catches yesterday, which is that, that to me showed how desperate they were to just throw the ball short because they, no, it, that, it was, that point. You know, maybe, maybe that couldn't throw the exactly. ball. I don't know. Exactly. That's why I think yeah. this is, yeah, he couldn't I, throw I, it. The, now it was a kidding. It was a tongue in cheek situation. And somebody broke down from the week before they said, here are all Dax throws after he got injured. And all it was was one check down to Ezekiel Elliott because that was the only pass he attempted in the game after he got hurt. So it was, it was kind of tongue-in-cheek. But to that point, I think we're looking at here is the fact that if Dak can't, and that's why I'm saying that, if Dak's practicing a full, I'm using Dak. If Dak's back, banged up all week, I am using Daniel Jones. Mm. Yeah. No, I think it makes sense. It's a yeah, heavy sneak game probably. That's fair. I understand the, the logic behind it. I still would just take Dak over him because – they're, you know, they have a ton to play for, and the Giants don't. So yeah. I, I just think their motivation is going to be there. No, the Giants. Giants are going to. Giants could easily win that game. Oh yeah, right? they, they've already screwed up their draft picks. So that's oh a, sure, they got jumped by two teams that are going to take Chase Young. <laughs> so good, good job, Giants. Way to, way to go. So the final two things I want to talk about. Final week, Juju Smith-Schuster and T.Y. Hilton. Assuming they're even out there, I don't know that either one of them play, but you can't play either one of them, even if so, right? Yeah, no chance. Juju, uh, I benched Juju in spots. I had him yesterday. There's, I'm not playing that guy. He hasn't done anything since October. Yeah, I and I don't. I just don't trust their quarterback play more than anything. So, um, Ty, it's it's a little a little tougher because they at least have a really good matchup. Jacksonville's awful right now defensively. So I um, I would I would probably lean against playing him, but. If he has a full week of practice or something, then, you know, and it looks like he's healthy going into the game, it would be tough to bench him. Yeah, Zach Pascal disappeared with T.Y. Hilton out there as much as he is. Uh, so that's something to watch. This is the last one I want to talk about for you guys. And this is kind of more forward thinking for next year in general. So my buddy, who was in town as a Raiders fan, he was like, oh, Darren Waller's going to go off. Would you start Darren Waller or Hunter Henry? And I said, Hunter Henry. And he's like, what? And I was like, no, the truth is when Hunter Renfro's out there, Darren Waller 
doo-doo. <laughs> Not doo-doo, but doo-doo to what Dar- Darren Waller can do. And that's exactly what happened yesterday. Hunter Renfro is back and takes away half of Darren Waller's value. So just as a whole, is Darren Waller a fringe tight end one? This is the final question for today. Week 17 is what you guys get to deal with. Darren Waller, fringe tight end one with Hunter Renfro active, Chris. Yeah, probably. It's something that we talked as well about on the, the DFS show with the, the footballers. So, yeah, I mean, it, Hunter Renfro, we've said this before. There was a spurt, I think, in the middle of the season where we talked about him quite right. a bit, where he was trending up and Derek Carr was going his way on third down and starting to look at him at red zone opportunities too. So, yeah, probably probably a fringe. I mean, you there may not be any better options at the tight end position. You just play him and hope that, you know, what he did yesterday, four catches maybe turns into a little bit fewer, more yards. But, yeah, I mean, Renfro is, Renfro is a problem for Waller owners. And I, and in fairness, they, like the Chargers defense has been playing pretty well lately. Um, so it's, it's not, you know, it, they did a good job shutting them down. Denver's defense is just as good. And that's what, that, what makes me more nervous. Plus, yesterday was tight end heaven out of nowhere. Um, you know, there were, there were what, 12 tight ends that scored double digits in half point and, and hail hint just on the Redskins all was 9.8. Like there, there's a ton of guys. That, I mean, Darren Waller was the number 20 tight end yesterday. And that's, I could, I think you could see that again. I, I don't know that you're going to have all these guys scoring double digits like happened yesterday, but when all these, you know, there's receiving cores that are hurt. Um, there's quarterbacks that are banged up that are going to be throwing the ball shorter. Like there's, there's a chance that tight ends start scoring a whole lot more the last, you know, the last couple of weeks of the season. And, and yeah, so I, I actually don't want to play Darren Waller this week. John Smith. I play that guy over. Yeah, you know, I love John Yeah, for sure. Weeks. Yeah, he showed up again yesterday in a, in a tough yeah, match. And the, you know, and a lot of guys, his came on the one touchdown, but still. Some And some of the guys that were not in the double-digit realm were guys that a lot of people ranked that high. O.J. Howard, Hunter Henry, like those are guys you – Zach Ertz. Um, I know he got hurt, but um, they were guys – those were guys that were ranked in the top ten, and none of those were the guys that scored double digits. No. C.J. Uzma, tight end one on the week as of right now. Yeah. And Eifert. Eifert, yeah. Two, oh, yeah, Tyler, wonderful Eifert. Where is he? Is he up there too? Yeah, he, he caught, he had a 57 yard touchdown at the end there to extend that game. Oh my god. Tyler Eifert. Tyler Eifert yeah. and Mark CJ Uzma. Look at that. Both, both yeah, on the same team. Both. Not exactly. Yeah, yeah. If you told me. Tyler Higby with another 100 yard game. What was that? Uh, Tyler Higby had another 100 yard game. Oh yeah, game. that's, so, yeah, and that's, I think that's beast, kind of telling. Man. We were kind of, some people were concerned. I was a little bit mildly concerned about Gerald Everett coming back and this was just going to cut into a snap count, but that pretty much tells us. That the Rams are have faith in Tyler Higby, and hopefully, you know, you have faith in us. You want to tweet us at Chris Meany, at Brad Ziegler. I'm at Olin Kid. If you are playing in Week 17, please again don't. This is the kind of stuff you deal with. And if you are, we still are here to help you, and we'll be here to help you all week. And if you want to play some DFS, you can definitely get help for that as well. And we hope you have a great Christmas, good holidays, everything. We'll be back next Monday. If you're not part of the Athletic throwback put that after the slash the athletic.com slash the throwback and you get 40 percent off or that deal where you can get gifts and presents and shirts and all that type of stuff that chris talked about before so congratulations if you won if you didn't i hope you enjoyed your year and if you didn't didn't well then you know too bad whatever we'll talk to you later
Mm-hmm.